in modern day America, love and approval are synonyms. They basically mean the same thing. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying that love and approval actually are synonyms. What I'm saying is that they have become synonymous in the minds of many Americans today, maybe even the majority of our citizens, although most of them are probably not aware of it. Jesus talks about love, real, genuine love in today's Gospel. St. John does the same thing in today's second reading. To love another human being is to desire the good for that person. And then to do what you can to help that person to attain the good, that particular good in his or her life. Which explains why Jesus Christ came to this earth 2,000 years ago and died on that cross. It was out of love. This kind of love. Greater love than this nobody has than to lay down his life for his friends. Jesus loved us. So he wanted us to experience the greatest good that we could possibly experience as human beings, namely, heaven. But he knew that we couldn't merit, we couldn't attain that eternal life on our own. So he did what only he could do. He did what only a God-man could do. He made the ultimate sacrifice of love so that through his eternal merits, we could attain the ultimate good, an ending life with him, in his kingdom. St. John summarizes it perfectly in today's second reading when he says, God sent his only Son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as expiation for our sins. God loves every single human person. And he demonstrated that fact by sending his son to die for us all. But at the same time, God does not approve of everything that we do in our lives. That's because we're sinners who commit sins every day. hope this isn't a revelation to anybody. It certainly shouldn't be. He approves of some of the things that we do, for sure. Our acts of kindness, our acts of mercy our gestures of forgiveness, etc., but not everything. That's clear from today's Gospel reading when Jesus says, If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Well, if that statement is true, and we know it is because Jesus said it, then so is the opposite true. If you do not keep my commandments, you will not remain in my love. So obviously Jesus does not approve of our sin our sin or anybody else's sin, for that matter. Nor are we supposed to approve of sin. That message comes through in the very next paragraph of the text when Jesus says, love one another as I love you. And that's the important part, the end, the last phrase, as I love you. Jesus loves us. He desires the good. He desires what's best for us. But he does not say amen either to the sins that we commit in our lives or the sins that other people commit in their lives. And neither should we if we want to love as he loved. Does this make sense to you? 
It should. But if it does, I hope you understand something. I hope you understand that you are in the minority right now in the United States of America. You are probably in the minority in most of the Western, industrialized, technologically driven world. So I said at the beginning of my homily, in the minds of all too many Americans today, love and approval are synonyms. That means if you say that you love somebody, you've got to approve of everything they do. That includes the sins that they commit in their lives. And if you don't believe me, just read the newspaper or watch the evening news. See, in 21st century America, if you don't, for example, approve of abortion, then many people will say, you hate women. That's why a lot of good, solid pro-life organizations have been labeled hate groups in the United States. If you don't approve of homosexual activity, then you hate homosexuals. If you support securing the border with Mexico and don't approve of illegal immigration, then you hate immigrants. That's what they say. If you don't approve of people mutilating themselves and taking potentially harmful drugs in order to deal with their gender dysphoria, then you hate transgendered people. See, if you don't approve of certain sins, certain sins that are now socially acceptable, at least at this point in history, if you don't do that, you're immediately called a hater in 2018. Now that's an illogical position to hold. Hatred does not necessarily follow from disapproval. But an awful lot of people have bought into the lie, into the lie that it does. And many of those who bought into the lie are teaching your children and your grandchildren in schools and in universities all over this country. This really hit home to me a couple of years ago when a college student came to see me at the rectory during one of his breaks from school. I mentioned this incident in a homily I gave back at that time. Some of you might remember <coughs> This young man came to see me because he was struggling with his faith. I'm glad he came. He said, Father Ray, I'm not sure I want to be Catholic anymore. I said, well, why not? He said, well, my family goes to church. And I did too when I was in high school and grade school. But when I went away to college, I became friendly with some people who are gay. And I know that as Catholics, we're supposed to hate gays. But I don't hate these people. I like them. I really like them. They're some of my good friends. I said to him, well, as Catholics, we're not supposed to hate anybody. We might not approve of some of the things they do, but even then, as the old saying goes, we're supposed to love the sinner and hate the sin. We talked for a while longer. I, I tried to explain to him the teaching of the church, that it's not a sin to experience same-sex attraction, that the sin comes with certain actions that follow from that attraction, something he should have already known because he had come to my youth group when he was in high school. I also reminded him that so-called straight people can commit sins that are equally as serious if they act on their sexual impulses in the wrong way. 
I even said to him, look, I know people who experience same-sex attraction, and I don't hate them. In fact, I consider some of them to be my friends. Now, if they're committing a serious sin and I find out about it, I certainly don't approve of it. I don't approve of anybody's sin, including my own. But I definitely don't hate them, or anyone else for that matter. Well, he still had trouble getting his mind around this idea of loving the sinner and hating the sin. So I finally said to him, look, let me ask you one question. Do your parents love you? He said, yes, of course they do. He said, you're sure of that? He said, yeah, I'm sure. You are absolutely positive about that. Yes, Father Ray, you know my parents. I said, well, do your parents approve of everything you do? Uh, well, no. I said, then your parents must hate you. You're saying to me that Catholics hate gays because they disapprove of some of the things that gay people do. Well, according to that logic, your parents must hate you because they sometimes disapprove of some of the things that you do. Well, at that point, thankfully, I think a light went off in his brain. And he left the rectory that day with a promise to reflect on what I had said to him. That young man, my brothers and sisters, is not alone in his perspective. In fact, I would say that many, maybe even most college students right now, approach moral issues, contemporary moral issues, with the same erroneous ideas about love and hatred in their minds that this young man had in his mind. So I have a homework assignment for you. Father Najim gave you one last week. Well, you're getting another one this week. It's very simple, but it's also very important. Recall the core idea of today's homily, which can be expressed in one very simple line. Love and approval are not synonyms. Neither are hatred and disapproval. Repeat that. Let's say it together so that we get it down. Love and approval are not synonyms. Neither are hatred and disapproval. Your assignment, my brothers and sisters, is to remember that fact and to share it with others, especially your children and your grandchildren who need to know it and who need to believe it long before they go to college.